Hi, I'm Jayant Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. In this episode, in the next two episodes actually, we'll discuss the science behind the Nobel Prizes for Physics, Chemistry and Medicine that were awarded last week. The topic and its importance is self-explanatory in some ways, of course, and the Nobel Prizes given for science, in terms of a knowledge perspective for the layperson, are among the most interesting things to happen every year. So, of course, what we will attempt over the course of these episodes is to explain some very complex science in an easy and accessible way. Our guest today, luckily, specializes in that. He's one of India's foremost science educators, um, communicators, someone who's worked for years on spreading scientific awareness across the country. That's T.B. Venkateshwaran, and he's a senior scientist at Vigyan Prasar, based in New Delhi. TV Venkateshwaran, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of In Focus. Thank you. Right. So um, I'm gonna we're gonna try our best in this episode, or I'm gonna try my best rather to get you to give us a brief sketch of uh, the people involved and the work that has gone into the science Nobel prizes this year. Okay. And uh, we're gonna start with uh, with medicine, mm-hmm. which I think uh, which is the one where we can draw a you know very a very clear timeline. So yeah. I think we'll start from. Um, the 1940s, where there's this uh, there's this great interest in uh, liver inflammations, yeah. and uh, part of it, I think, the discovery was that a lot of it was coming through uh, blood transfusions, which were mm-hmm. becoming more common at the time. Yeah. So that led really to the discovery of these various strains of hepatitis. Yeah. So uh, let's kind of take the story from there. Yeah. See, uh, actually, uh, the blood transfusions, uh, although were uh, tried much earlier, I mean, uh, it, it uh, started happening after the Second World War, around Second World War. The uh, barvithal came in uh, uh, and the necessity also came in. And uh, people found that a lot of people who underwent uh, uh, blood transfusion uh, for medical reasons uh, uh, were also suffering from liver inflammation. Of course, liver inflammation was known earlier. So it was not a new disease. But uh, people were surprised that uh, how come people who are just given blood uh, are getting uh, this uh, liver inflammation. That's when uh, they... uh, uh, studies took place which clearly showed that uh, there were uh, two kinds of uh, viruses one which was subsequently named as uh, hepatitis A and another uh, hepatitis B uh, was causing these two uh, kinds of uh, uh, liver inflammation. The uh, A was essentially transmitted through uh, polluted water but whereas the B was uh, transmitted through uh, blood. Uh, the uh, hepatitis A uh, itself uh, was uh, isolated only in 1970s, although uh, the hepatitis B was isolated much earlier uh, in 1960s. In fact, uh, for the discovery of hepatitis B, uh, its uh, discoverer uh, Bloomberg wa- was given Nobel Prize in uh, 1976. See, the uh, uh, blood transmission was becoming more common because of uh, various reasons, you know, like uh, you were performing surgeries. Uh, there were diseases like uh, uh, leukemia where you have to give uh, blood. Okay, so there were uh, blood transfusion was uh, becoming part and parcel of the health uh, treatment management, right? So 
somehow other to avoid that uh, this uh, hepatitis b virus being transmitted from donor to uh, the next uh, 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 the receiver was essential so uh, uh, almost immediately after the discovery of the hepatitis b virus the uh, test kit for the uh, b virus was also developed so then uh, stringent norms were established in uh, various countries where uh, blood donors uh, blood sample will be first tested for this uh, presence or absence of this hepatitis b virus and only if they are uh, virus free hepatitis b virus free then uh, that blood was used for uh, transfusion that was a norm but then uh, uh, alarming reports came in uh, from around the world around uh, 1970s that uh, even after the uh, blood test is done and only those uh, blood which are uh, devoid of uh, hepatitis b are being used still a number of significant number of people were suffering from uh, liver inflammation that is one kind of hepatitis so it became a mystery uh, that's when uh, uh, one of the three nobel laureates uh, uh, who had whose work has been recognized this year's uh, Uh, Nobel Prize, uh, Harvey Alter comes into the picture. That's around 1970s. Okay, so uh, basically, uh, that time they had also developed a test kit for A because uh, by then the fear came that it's not only B, maybe A is getting transmitted, and that's when, uh, although initially the A comes from uh, contaminated water, people thought that maybe it's remaining in your system and getting transmitted to the uh, receiver during blood donation. largely during that donation okay so but then uh, uh, alter did a interesting study where he found these patients who were uh, still suffering from uh, hepatitis although they were given uh, hepatitis b free blood and then he tested them for both hepatitis a and b one thing he could uh, find was that they were uh, not a they were not b so first thing that he established is that there is some other virus or some other causative agent which is not hepatitis a virus or hepatitis b virus which is causing the uh, uh, liver inflammation one kind of hepatitis so this is the first thing that uh, he uh, established by his study the uh, second is he was able to show that uh, these people who are being infected or who are affected with this uh, mysterious disease they showed the uh, symptoms of a viral infection so he said that it should be some kind of a virus okay uh, we all know that uh, in viral infection uh, we have joint pain along with uh, fever okay sometimes rashes develop okay so uh, uh, lymph nodes uh, sw- uh, swell uh, because uh, the immune system starts working and the lymph node uh, swell these are all common characteristic of a viral attack which you don't find uh, that much in uh, bacterial attack okay so it was clear that uh, uh, this is some kind of a virus that also uh, alter was able to establish uh, by this time so this this uh, some mysterious stuff one one virus is there was uh, known by uh, uh, late uh, 70s that's when uh, the uh, second person in our uh, nobel laureate uh, michael hopton uh, comes into the picture he showed that if you take the blood from uh, the infected uh, person who is having the uh, not a not b disease and inject it into chimpanzee the chimpanzees develop 
the uh, liver inflammation. So you could show that it's uh, actually getting transmitted through blood. That's that's one thing that uh, he was able to uh, show. The uh, second, what he did was uh, was uh, the uh, very very interesting work. I mean, very strenuous work. In fact, uh, it's like uh, uh, slogging around. You know, I mean, uh, uh, one can only use that kind of a word. So basically, he took samples from the uh, infected chimpanzees, blood samples from infected chimpanzees, and isolated the uh, DNA fragments. Okay, this is around the uh, early 80s. Okay, so when the molecular biology was uh, in its incipient stages. we did not have all the tools that we have today today you uh, you have novel coronavirus or you suspect that you have novel coronavirus you go to a testing center your sample is collected the virus is uh, identified uh, in jiffy right uh, that was not the scene in uh, early 80s it's a, it's a strenuous work uh, so he collected lot of uh, uh, dna fragments in fact uh, he, he had to search through about 100 million samples so it's not one through okay how did he search that's a very interesting uh, uh, story i mean very simply if you can say let's say, say suppose there is a burglary okay not in a house but let's say in a public place like uh, 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 let's say a bank where large number of people come and go okay so then you collect fingerprints but then there'll be fingerprints of the uh, staff from bank there'll be fingerprints from uh, people who are customers in the bank okay so what you can do i mean you collect all the fingerprints then you collect the fingerprint from all the staff and also you collect the fingerprint from all the customers who have come uh, in that uh, recent period you know by looking at the transaction that has happened in the bank branch you rule them out compare each one and then rule them out finally you will be left with some uh, fingerprints which you know are uh, mysterious right possibly uh, the burglar's uh, fingerprint so in the same way uh uh what uh, this people did is by uh, screening this uh, uh, 100 million samples by taking antibody from uh, people who are affected from not a not b virus so when you are affected by not a not b virus i mean your immune system will kick in it will produce antibody which will be like a key to the lock if you think the virus has a lock the antibodies will be uh, your key uh the antigen on the uh, uh, virus will be like a lock and uh, your antibody produced by your uh, uh, immune system will be like a key so now you now you get the key for uh, this uh, mysterious disease mysterious virus from people who are affected from uh, uh, i mean this uh, not a not b uh, virus then you try it on this 100 billion samples imagine them as uh, like uh, multiple uh, locks okay you try it most of them you can't open because that's not the right virus right he found finally the uh, 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 rna fragment which is actually the uh, uh, mysterious uh, virus from that they developed the the uh, uh, molecule and they tested it and then they were able to prove that this is the part of the virus i mean they were not able to completely sequence the whole virus but some some molecular parts uh, some rna parts were uh, discovered by them which showed that it is different from the hepatitis a and b which was known earlier so it's a different kind of a uh, virus which of course today we call it as uh, hepatitis uh, c virus uh, hcv that's how we call it so that uh, that that was uh, kind of established by them then uh, right, uh, yeah. just just want to 
Hmm. Just want to just want to ask you. So you said that. So this sounds like a very painstaking process that you just. It, um, it, it's not only really painstaking process. It took a lot of years. So so you you would have a lot of students working on it day and night. Uh, right. You you are not. Uh, I mean, even if you make a very simple mistake, some simple silly mistake like uh, you didn't sterilize one of the instrument, then your whole thing is contaminated. You have to throw it away and you have to restart. So it's it's a it's a laborious work. It's not like a film where you see that one scene that fellow is thinking and the next scene he gets answer. No, in between there is a hard work of many right, years. Right, right, right. Yeah, with the with the kind of advances that we have now in molecular biology, the, the yeah. process many of these things would have been would be now much easier. Many of these things right. would have been uh, done uh, much more easier, a much more simple way uh, with the advances we have today. Yes, uh, in those days you didn't have. Uh, one is uh, now, for example, we can do uh, uh, sequencing. Uh, like, uh, for example, even this novel coronavirus, we knew that it's a different virus. It's a new virus, not just only a strain, but a completely new virus. Almost within a, a month of uh, the identification of the disease in China, right. and uh, 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 the whole sequence was published. Because the whole sequence was published today, uh, we can see that all over the world. What kind of changes are happening? So, so uh, I mean, comparison. I want to tell you. You know, I mean, a very similar kind of a pandemic took place about hundred years ago, nineteen eighteen. Yeah. We found the virus sequence in nineteen seventy five. Right. The attack took place in nineteen eighteen. Okay. Yeah. So uh, today we have uh, 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 there is a huge advancement. So many of this are uh, like uh, happening much much faster. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, that's a that's a huge painstaking work by which uh, identifying the virus, virus uh, parts, and establishing that it's a new virus, completely a different virus, hepatitis C, which is causing the uh, disease, and also that the transmission mode is through uh, body fluids. Blood is the right. main one, of course. Uh, uh, technically, we will call it as body fluid because it's not just blood. You know, in uh, sometimes uh, uh, I use a razor. I cut myself, and then somebody uses a razor, and they cut, and then the body fluids can trans get transmitted, right? So that kind of body fluid transmission can take place. That's that's uh, something that uh, we know. Okay. So this is where the uh, third guy, uh, uh, Rice, comes into the picture. Uh, what he proved is a very uh, important and uh, significant part in scientific research. You know, I mean, if you look at uh, rain, I mean, you do need a cloud for a rain to fall, right? without cloud i mean you won't have rain but is it sufficient meaning uh, uh, presence of cloud is enough no we know that uh, the you need uh, many other auxiliary uh, conditions so that uh, the cloud will actually give you rain so the question is you found one part of virus so you can't come to the conclusion that it is the causative agent you found that in uh, 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 most of the patients who are suffering from this but that doesn't make it as a causative agent you have only proved correlation a uh, great possibility that's where what uh, rice did is uh, he prepared uh, rna transcripts and then showed that uh, when this rna uh, transcripts were used uh, it is causing the disease in chimpanzees of course you can't uh, give it on human uh, animal studies so uh, uh, with this uh, three people's work one followed by another now it is very clear that what is actually causing the uh, disease that is you found uh, a significant uh, causative agent uh, hepatitis c virus 
and based on this knowledge that has developed in these uh, uh, ensuing period we now also have test kits because we have found the antibodies we have found the antigen so basically you can develop a test kit for uh, hepatitis c so blood trans transfusion can become more safer of course uh, it's it's not like for example earlier it was in shambles we want to be better and better right i mean even you don't want one single death right so wherever avoidable deaths you need to uh, reduce that's the whole aim of uh, medicine right so from that right. point uh, uh, the blood transfusion has become much much uh, safer compared to the earlier period but even today uh, in many parts of the world uh, for want of various uh, let's say social pressure to uh, adequate investment in public health uh, or uh, management of uh, blood banks and so on even today even with this knowledge even with this technology there are about 4 million deaths per year uh, avoidable deaths that's uh, really sad because the blood has not been adequately tested yes, for transfusion exactly. exactly so there is not adequate testing there is uh, no uh, not adequate uh, blood banking see uh, suppose you are on an operation table and you need blood immediately okay so there is uh, one donor waiting outside Uh, what do yeah. you do? You wait for the test to come, or would you say that uh, uh, let let's use it? You know. But if you have a bank, then uh, bank it's sitting for some time, right? So I could have I could test. Yeah. Right? So there is a, there is a big difference between uh, establishing a whole system uh, uh, for uh, safe blood donation, which uh, even today uh, many parts of the world uh, it's not uh, in a desirable uh, fashion. It's very unfortunate. We have knowledge to prevent. death yet we are not uh, using it is uh, uh, very unfortunate just a reminder once again that this is the first of a two part series on the nobel prizes awarded this year in the various science categories we just covered medicine in this episode and you can hop over to our next episode for a discussion on the prizes for physics and chemistry and another reminder You can find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts and a bunch of other platforms. Just search for In Focus by the Hindu and we'll see you again soon. 